While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Let's turn that down. That's a little bit hot, right? You guys can't tell. This is all going to be in post-production for you. Uh, But thanks so much for listening to another episode of Classroom Brew. If you're new here, welcome to it. Uh, If you're returning, thank you for supporting. Uh, You can subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash classroombrew. And you can reach out to us on email and on Instagram. Just classroombrew, no spaces, and then classroombrew at gmail.com. This is the first episode I'm recording during the summer. Uh, admittedly, I, I kind of, I banked a few episodes and, uh, well, we might do a little more TikTok content and things like that. Uh, I'm just, I'm feeling, I'm feeling lazy. I'm, I'm recharging. This is the time to do that whole recharging bit because it's, you know, as you know, summer. And, uh, even though I'm at the school for coaching, it's, uh, it's time to recharge. It really is. And I appreciate, uh, everybody reaching out, giving me their, their take on things that have been going on lately. And uh, the the teacher pep talks. I appreciate that you guys uh, are going to give feedback on that, what you like or or maybe dislike on it. And uh, that's much appreciated and will definitely not go uh, ignored. So I I recently watched the movie Lean on Me. And it's the first time I've seen it. It's the whole Morgan Freeman. He's like a radical teacher at a school that's doing pretty well. And he gets released because people complain about him or whatever. Fast forward, the school like devolves into just chaos. It's just like every single trope you can imagine in like a like a shitty, poorly funded school or whatever. And they bring the guy back because nobody else wants the job except for this time he's the principal. If you've seen Lean on Me, I realize that you probably know all this shit. But everything from him chaining the doors to running around with a megaphone to really get the school back on track. And the whole thing is all about uh, these these test scores. That's what's motivate what motivates them. By the way, we're drinking a, a rum and coke for this one. This was a long day of coaching, <laughs> and, uh, and we're recording anyway, so that works out. But uh, what I noticed in the movie, and you know, they get the test scores, and I'm, I'm not spoiling it because the movie is like 40 years old, so get over it. 30 or 40, I don't know how old it is. But I noticed a few plot holes, and granted, I, I feel like the... The whole lean on me vibe is referenced all the time. And I just was kind of going, <laughs> I just, I just went along with it. Like, yeah, like lean on me. Yeah. Chain the do- what, he chained the doors. What? But I never really knew until recently. But there's a lot of, um, a lot of good stuff in the movie, stuff that relates to my own experience teaching on the South side in Chicago. Uh, and I'm sure. I- and there goes Marty. Man, I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, uh, let me just come back to that spot once I am done hitting pause to take care of Marty alert barking. Good job, buddy. But I don't know. Point being, there, there's a lot of good stuff in the movie. Uh, some stuff that's problematic, of course. But there's a lot of plot holes in the movie. So, for example, there's like a pregnant girl 
or whatever. And there's a whole point like when they're uh, when I forget his name when when Morgan Freeman's character gets like arrested for chaining the doors because like the fire marshal you know catches him. Um, <laughs> there's this like student that he had when he was an elementary school principal or, or teacher. I forget what it was, but she gets she's pregnant, and the the baby daddy is like not taking ownership and she kind of like calls it out at their rally outside of city hall where he is being being held in jail uh they just drop off and don't talk about it they don't really address it i don't even know do they do like a like a epilogue in the credits i don't even know but i feel like they just let that drop off and they cover they cover the element of like parental support before she's pregnant but nothing like after <laughs> Uh, for sure a big plot hole another plot hole was uh, the kid that drops out there's this really nice kid or whatever that might be dealing uh, and he drops out and the and Morgan Freeman says to him like you'll be dead in a year dude and then he just you know, that's it that's all you see of him they could, maybe that's intentional you know maybe it's intentional that it's just like it just kind of ended and there is no satisfaction to the storyline they don't bring that kid up again unless something happens in the uh in the epilogue. I don't think so. Maybe I should look it up. But it seems weird that there are so many uh, so many plot holes. Even like the way that he suddenly, and they skip time a little bit, but the way he suddenly goes from like hounding teachers to suddenly like he appreciates his teachers, it just seems like, it seems like a big issue uh, with the, the thing. So like he's, it's all about like, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then the assistant principal, who's like on the verge of quitting, brings it up where it's like, you're being abusive to all of us. And she's asking for a transfer. And he makes like some speech saying like, I appreciate a friend pointing out that I was a bit of an asshole. It's just like she rips up her letter where he like grants her the transfer. Uh, big plot hole. Let's see. Let's see. Plot holes in Lean on Me. Maybe there's stuff that I missed. Uh, but I watched the whole thing. Um, Lean on Me Fandango. Man, I don't know. It, it seems like a big, uh, a big issue. Maybe, maybe I don't. I don't remember the name of all the characters. Uh, what happened to the dropout in Lean on Me? Let's see. Be nice if I had someone to just. Mister Clark is his name. What happened to Kid Ray? Uh, it's <laughs> Clark warned him: if you leave, you'll be dead in a year. Kid Ray turned around and walked away. And that was the end of his role in the movie. Okay. This is more about the teen actor. Who was the drug dealer? Mike Stars, Mr. Zibababa. This is more about the actors. Joe Lewis Clark. Yeah, because it's based on a true story, right? And maybe that is intentional. I don't know. Uh, that for sure happens all the time with my own students that maybe have dropped out or transferred or had their own shit. To the point where it's like, I don't know what happened to them. And it's very unsatisfying. Maybe that's why I was so frustrated because I was, it's very unsatisfying when I don't know what happens to like a former student. And now it's happening in a movie, <laughs> which isn't exactly escapism for this movie because it's very much my reality. But I, I don't know. I also, why they don't give any sort of motivation for the one lady that is very uh, invested in getting Mr. Clark out of the school she just hates him because of the way he spoke to her or to people because he was apparently a little judgmental about the parent but but the we don't even know if she's a parent 
That's that's a huge that's a huge plot hole. That's the whole plot. Is that this lady's out to get him? Uh, what's the antagonist? The antagonist in Lean on I mean, there's a lot of antagonists in Lean on Me. But I feel like the mom, or the, I don't even know if it's uh, Liana Barrett. Villains Wiki. This is on fandom. Villainswiki.fandom.com. <laughs> We're citing all the good stuff. This is like Wikipedia when you're looking at Star Wars stuff. Uh, portrayed by the late Lynn Thigpen. Oh, RIP. Let's see. Oh, okay. So I missed this. She plays the mother of one of the expelled teens at East Side. So Mr. Clark, uh, interesting. So she's working with the mayor to get rid of him. She illegally records him or whatever. But which kid? It doesn't say. Just one of the expelled kids. That's fine. I guess that's enough plot. That's enough to, to convince me that that plot hole. So we've closed one plot hole. Why does the one lady, the main antagonist, the main villain, why does she care so much? And that's why. Wow. So, Lean on Me. It's a great movie if you haven't heard of it. And if you're drinking along with me, I'm a big Bacardi person for rum. I'm a cheap date, I guess, <clears throat> as we plan for a wedding. Anyways, the last days of uh, a school were interesting. We, we essentially had, uh, th- there's always three days after grades are due that are just for the state, I guess. I'm not really sure why. Um, and. So essentially Thursday is like the the last day for us to do stuff and Friday is when grades are due. But they scheduled like some sort of end of year carnival, which we've done in the past. But I feel like Thursday wasn't the day to do it. So we had like, I didn't do a final for like anything. I think I did like two, not even exams, but like two end of unit tasks all year. But we do have to get the constitution exam. It's required. At the high school level. I don't know why they do it in middle and high school. And for some people, elementary, middle, and high school. I don't know why. I did it both times too as well. Um, but anyways, that's, that's what my final was. It's the end of the year. No one really gives a shit anymore. Arguably, they never give a shit, but it's all good. But we did all this prep for the Constitution. A lot of kids never showed up for it. Some kids were there for a little bit of it. And you can guess, obviously, which kids did well and which kids didn't. It's not rocket science, nor is the exam. But so many kids checked out or weren't there for the exam itself and the only opportunity I had for makeups was Thursday and so a lot of kids that weren't there for the the constitution exam on Wednesday just didn't show up for the makeup on Thursday which is the only time like if I had done it on Tuesday that's not enough time the kids already complained that Wednesday isn't (laughs) enough time and I was like I'm sorry guys I didn't know the school was going to poorly plan out this fucking end of year carnival but so many kids failed it because they never took the fucking thing. They were too busy going to a caricature artist or uh, doing Connect Four with basketball hoops, which admittedly is way cooler than the Constitution test. But a lot of kids uh, failed it, and a lot of kids failed the class because of this um, oversight by people that did the scheduling stuff, which is kind of sad. It's also kind of said that there were a lot of staff that really haven't done much to help kids, like literally have been hiding in the teacher's lounge. Um, it, some of them are teachers too, not just aides, but uh, attending the carnival being like, we made it, we did it, we're finally at the end, this has been such a grind. And it's like, you didn't do shit all year, but suddenly they're acting like they did shit. you know. And I'm for sure passing judgment, I'm sure that they did stuff at certain points, but if I always went in at a certain point 
uh, like two or three points in the day and I always see someone admitting on the phone that they're hiding. <laughs> I don't know if you're meeting your job description. I don't know if you're meeting your job's minimum requirements, whatever they may be. Um, so I love that. It, it's kind of like they didn't invite many of us to graduation, which I got destroyed by the sun, absolutely burned. Um, but this is the third year that they didn't really involve many teachers in graduation. Granted, the previous two years were drive-through graduations, which we've talked about with fights and stuff between the parents. Uh, so that I get. But prior to COVID with the graduations that are drive-through, I was always part of the procession and, you know, being up there and, you know, all that stuff. But this time we didn't even get the option. Not only that, but the, the graduation was on a Monday at 11 a.m. when we still had students showing up. So I had to just get somebody to like cover. And granted, low attendance day, but the only way that we could go to this thing is if we got someone to watch the, our kids or if we sent them to the library or the gym or, or wherever. It's like, do you not want the teachers here? I think they invited the senior level teachers, people that mostly had seniors or were on the senior grade level team. And that's all fine and good, but like some of us also had them, but weren't on the senior grade level team. Or some of us didn't, we might not have had those particular kids that year, but like we might have had them when they were freshmen, sophomores, juniors, or maybe all of them or, you know, whatever, whatever grade levels. That's like the one thing that we get that's uplifting no matter what is the graduation. And there were some nice moments too, where like we've had, unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of students over the, few, uh, the last few years um, that were killed due to gun violence and there were moments for the families of, of those students, and uh, it, was, it was a it got me. I'm not gonna lie; those moments got me. Uh, but for the most part, uplifting, you know. And uh, it, it's it would have been nice to have like gotten an invite for that. But it was more just like who did a jailbreak on the school to actually make it to the the ceremony. Did a big gulp for that one. Cause that one was pretty sad. Um, and granted, I made it there, so I'm lucky, but not everybody was. And it, it just uh, it made me sad that we couldn't, uh, couldn't really do it the way that we would normally do it. Also, it would have been nice to have been in air conditioning. So. so I don't know. Those are just my thoughts for this week. I'm sure I'll have more after we do more summer stuff. Honestly, just with coaching, I, I don't have much to do in my classroom anymore. I don't really feel like innovating the way the room works. I feel like I've got it down. It's been five or six years now, so it's fine. Which is crazy to think about. We've been doing the podcast for that almost that long too. But um yeah, I don't I, I I'm just gonna show up, do the coaching thing. I was talking with Justin too. This may be if the depending on how the year goes, it may be my last year coaching football, that is. Uh just so I can have more time. Like maybe if, you know, Katie and I eventually want to start a family. And that's a it's a weird balance. I don't know if anyone listening has been a coach before and then left coaching and maybe came maybe came back or something like that but uh i'm hesitant because it could be like if i leave coaching for football there may be no other um there may only be barriers to entry in the future whether it's at my current school or in a, a different school later on in, in my career so i'd it's hard because you, you do this for five or six years. Um, and granted, you know, getting 
salary lane and step increases, like the goal is to be able to have more free time, right? To do more things that you want to do. But it's weird that um, as much work as it is, it'll be weird to not know the majority of these kids through, through football. So I granted, I'm not like for sure done doing it after this season. I'm going to see how it goes. And it's not even about wins and losses. Like, yes, I want to have a winning record, but it's not even about that. It's more just the environment in, in the locker room or with the kids at practice or on the bus after a game, especially after a loss. Um, yeah, this is also the first year that we haven't, uh, we won't see the kids that were there at the beginning when we like restarted the, uh, the program, which is good and bad. <laughs> I think that group was, they had their, their obvious um, strengths, but also their obvious areas of growth. Uh, with some bad habits and things like that, which is also the reason why, I don't know if I mentioned this, but uh, this will be one of the first years that I am not doing the student series, uh, partly because a lot of the seniors really frustrated me this year. <laughs> um, but also just, I, I think I was just burnt out to the point where like the last like, couple months or so, I, I felt like I was just going through the motions, you know? Uh, still getting the job done and stuff. I didn't just like stop, but um, I just didn't have the the motivation to try to pull kids and see if they wanted to do it and, you know, have them sign the release and, you know, do that whole thing. Um, I also had considerably less seniors uh, in this graduating class. And a lot of them that I had as like sophomores or juniors uh, and or seniors, uh, they transferred out. Like this was a small graduating class. And a lot of the ones that did graduate this past year from our school were uh, transfers, like they transferred in. And I don't know, just like just like those plot holes with Lean On Me, I, I don't know where those kids are, but I'm hoping they're doing well. They were all smart, bright kids, so I wish them the best. But um, there, will, there will not be a student series this year, and I'm, I'm okay with it. I hope you guys are too. But hey, that's it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it there because actually we are going to we're going to have Michael Fleming on, who is a former teacher, and uh, he is a fellow finalist from the Podbean contest. So he will be on next week's episode, but I'm going to go get myself set up and maybe have one or two more drinks and, <laughs> and get ready for, uh, for that recording. So thank you so much for listening this week. I'll see you next week. Uh, make sure to reach out uh, at Classroom Brew on social media, right? Why did I say like a question? Uh, classroombrew at gmail.com. Uh, you can... Listen anywhere that you get your podcasts, and then you could subscribe on Patreon. But uh, until next week, thank you for all your support. Uh, but until then, class dismissed. This is Classroom Brew.